0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play, powered by BlueBet.
1: Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858
0: 858. The Queensland Betfair Edge with Chris Nelson and Blair Gibson. For Betfair, gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858.
1: Emerald Kingdom Tefane's on the outside Tefane Vega 1 Tefane Vega 1 from Serpenen Tefane Vega 1 flashing late Mr Quickie but Tefane Tefane's won the Stradbroke from Vega 1 and there it was last year's Stradbroke handicap of one. of course won by Tefane 2021 just knocking over Vega 1 unfortunately and it's a year a year since then and I'm still not over that defeat Gibbo, good morning to you. Good morning, Chris. Um, Wow. Stradbroke day. Yeah. It's come around, well, quickly, I suppose. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I reckon it has.
0: Yeah, it has. I reckon it has.
1: I tell you what, though, the weather's done us plenty of favours. We've got a beautiful day in uh, southeast Queensland, as we have had for most of the week, these uh, fresh mornings, cool mornings, and then beautiful sunny afternoons, tops near enough to 20 degrees. How good is that? Yeah, it's back to the. Back to a normal Queensland winter, which is nice because um, I had a gut full of that rain stuff. Oh, gee, it just didn't stop. So we'll see what happens. But I did see somewhere uh, on uh, online that uh, we're heading for a triple uh, La Nina or something, and we're going to get more and more heavy rain this summer and floods and everything as well. So let's hope that's that's one thing that the weather predictors have got completely wrong.
0: Oh, gee whiz. Yeah, enough, enough.
1: So where will we find you today? You on track or are you
0: uh, at home? No, 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 at home, I had a bit of luck from home lately so I won't break the routine <laughs> and, and big, big netball carnival tomorrow so we're uh,
1: preparing for that you got to look after yourself, All righty. well let's get stuck in it, we haven't got um, Tommy Haylock today Um, He is, I believe, he, he sent us a message saying he won't be able to do the show because he'll be on a flight I have no idea where the flight to is, I'm guessing it's probably up here
0: uh, Yeah, who knows, who knows, it's Tom, it'll be a private
1: jet that's for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. So he's not looking at his personal carbon footprint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we do a look at today's races at Eagle Farm, find better odds on Formula One on Betfair. Now, that's something we haven't discussed before, Formula One on Betfair. But if you're having a bet, do so responsibly. Any issues there, call 1-800-858-858. Are you a bit of a Formula One fan giver?
0: Mate, I watch it because of the show on Netflix. We've, I've got into it because of that, but I know Tommy actually does follow it. I think Tommy has a bet on it, so we'll have to ask him next week when he's on. But um, yeah, watch that. Have you seen the Formula One show on
1: Netflix? No, I haven't. You know, I watch one Formula One race every year, and it's the Monte Carlo one because I just love the scenery.
0: Yeah, watch that Drive to Survive on Netflix. It's, it's worth a watch. Watch a couple of shows, and if you don't like it, give up. But it's pretty good. It just goes behind the
1: scenes and shows you what, what happens. Pretty Drive good. to Survive. Yeah, you pretty good. I've written that down. All yep, right. Beautiful. Let's get stuck into these races. Now, we might as well start with the big ones. And the first of those big ones, or the main big one, if there's such a term, is the Stradbroke Handicap, of course. It's race eight on the card at Eagle Farm this afternoon. The Tab Stradbroke Handicap, 1,400 metres, 1.5 million in prize money, group one. And i uh, tell you what, Gibbo, it's been a while since I've seen such an open Stradbroke.
0: Wowee. It is quite incredible. Um two main form lines and they will blanket finishers. You, it's, there's really nothing between them, Chris. Um, the only couple that really bring different form lines are sort of Ayrton and Valana. They sort of come through the... Well, Ayrton was aimed at a 2,000-metre target, you know, so he's been freshened Valana comes through the three-year-olds. Are they the form? I'm not sure. I just, I just give them a chance because they're a different form line. Um, gee, it's a good race, and, and it's going to be... A decent run race. The Kingsford Smith was sort of a leader's race, the, the lead-up. I, I can't see that being the case. Emerald Kingdom's going to kick up. Apache Chase will cross him on my map. I think Buffalo River will be positive, and I think they'll go handlebars down on Rothfire. So, I don't know. I, I can't see them holding up because, you know, you can't be four wide on speed there. So, someone something's going to have to give, and mm. Apache Chase won't be giving up the lead. So, I just think I don't think it'll be stupid. I just think it's going to be enough to give every horse a chance here. I, 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 gates are always important, but I think they're going to string out, and I think everything will get a chance. So,
1: is that how you've got it? Well, I've got Buffalo River and, and Apache Chase going forward. I've got Rothfire. Now we had Rob Heathcote on the punters' mate on SCN Track uh, in Brisbane yesterday, and you know, I said, "What are you going to do from that gate?" And he said, "Well, we're we going to let Rothfire be Rothfire." Tommy Berry's instructions will be just let the horse go forward. He's got natural speed, and hopefully we can lobby in one by one or somewhere like that. And if they do, that'll be a massive bonus. So I've got the stablemate uh, Emerald Kingdom probably parked behind. The wild cards are alligator blood. Look, he has to go forward, I think, I don't think there any way in the world they'd go back on him. He's not a get-back horse. He's in a go-forward stable. He's got a go-forward jockey in Tim Clark. Um, and that's his pattern normal, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's – I mean – He's one I just can't get a guide on. I, you know, I thought he was completely cooked, and then I thought the run was really good the other day. Then I went back through it, and it was a good run. But again, it was a blanket finish, second stringers. I don't know. I just don't know what to make of him. But I know there's a lot of decent judges on him. Um, look, what, the way I've gone, because I think there is so little between these horses, uh, I'll look, I'll probably play Quinellas here, and I just went the three horses that I think map perfectly, and that's 11-11, who was mm-hmm. the best run in the lead-up. Um, he was very good there, and he's peaking now. Valana comes through the three-year-old races and Isotope who hasn't been anywhere near her best, but Tony Golan just every time you talk to him or hear him talk, he's more confident with his horse, had a little back problem that they're fixed. Mm. And he just thinks he's been behind like he was with baller or prep and baller come good sort of grand final day the other day. And, and he said, Isotope's just gone the exact same way this week. So look, I think they can sit sort of fifth, sixth, seventh without spending a penny and they get every chance. Um, I'm not saying they're better than them. I just think they get the perfect runs and there will be no excuses for them. So they're, they're the main ones for me. Eleven, eleven, 11 Valana, Isotope, in no sort of particular order. If you force me to have one, oh, no, I wouldn't even split them. They're the three for me, Chris.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a bit like that, isn't it? You just you just I don't know anybody yet, uh, any, anyone who does any form who's looked at this race and said, oh, I'm very confident about this or I'm very confident about that. There's just nobody out there with that confidence. Um, such is the race this year. Ayrton, no love for Ayrton. Don't like, you know, the fact that probably being trained for further and now has had an ease up. Yeah, look, I think he's, I think he's always been an exciting horse.
0: I think the boom's bigger than it sort of deserves to be. I know he was a good winner of the Sind here last year, um, and he was close to Apache Chase before that, but oh, I don't know. I mean, he's, you know, then he went back to Melbourne and race in an open race and a listed race. And then he come up here aiming at two thousand meter races. He's now thirty five days between runs. Back to fourteen hundred. I I don't know. I just like grand. I like grand finals when you when you build a horse for a race. And he hasn't been aimed at. And no. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. The fact that he hasn't been bumping heads with all these other ones is a positive, you know. But um, mm, I don't know maybe he'd, he'd rather a mile.
1: You sort of get the feeling he'll either win, just blow them away, or he'll finish completely out of the placings. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm with eleven eleven as well. Uh, look, originally I went away. I didn't like the Kingsford Smith form that well. I didn't like the other sprint form all that well. So I went looking for something that was coming out of something completely different, and couldn't find anything there that I really liked either. So I've gone back to the Kingsford Smith, and I thought the best run was eleven eleven, uh, finishing off nicely. Now the big pluses here, obviously, are the good gate. Uh, the fact uh, he likes fourteen hundred metres, preferably at the Gold Coast, but he still likes fourteen hundred metres, and this is a tougher fourteen hundred. Got to keep that in mind. Uh, and he's got Huey Bowman, so there's, there's ticks there that that, and he's ticked that Eagle Farm box, which isn't probably as important as it was um, some months ago. But at least he's per- per- performed well on the core on the on the track. So so eleven eleven for me each way, but very very uh, low in confidence. And I agree with you. I think it's a race that like a Melbourne Cup, you should go with your exotics. Try and box a few up and get a, get a first four or something like that because it could pay very well. Oh, good goodness knows what it'll pay. It should pay a fortune. <laughs> now, uh, before we go for the break, Gibbo, I should have said this at the start of the show, but uh, massive kudos to you with your tipping last week. You are absolutely on fire. Uh, your three specials all won, uh, and it was a, a super result. And uh, well, very well done to you. You're keeping this show going. If it wasn't for you, we'd be off the air by now.
0: <laughs> please couple. it's been a couple of really good weeks but it's just amazing chris you, you know what it's like you can you know, you do nothing different than what you have the month before but all of a sudden every photo goes your way all the ro- funny, all the good that? rides are on the ones you tip so yeah, yeah you know pro- probably not tipping that much better than, than I was a month ago but yeah no it was, it was good to have a couple of good weeks mate
1: make hay while the sun shines and hopefully today's another good week for you find better odds on the queensland racing carnival on betfair Gamble responsibly if you are having a bet. Call 1-800-858-858. We'll go for a break, come back and have a look at the JJ.
0: The Queensland Betfair Edge with Chris Nelson and Blair Gibson. For Betfair, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Right up there
1: as well as Overman and also coming over from out wide, Rock here from Overman, Subterranean. Next one there, switching back towards the inside. overpass. overpass. Here's Converge
0: down the outside, finishing strongly shortly afterward. Converge have broken clear here. Frutjaris, Invincible Tears, Tiger of Malay. Subterranean's over on the inside, but Converge
1: as well clear near the line, and Converge will romp home the Atkins. Converge by three. Converge bolting in the Atkins last year for uh, Timmy Clark. He was never going to lose that race, was he, Gibbo? Ah, uh, he's, a, he's a very good horse. He's been one of my
0: favourites. Obviously, he's had a little issue, but he's, Do I think he's got a bright future if he stays sound. He's just, not many ever turn a foot like that off a good tempo. He can sit wherever you want him and then just goes
1: bang. Yeah, he was, uh, he was very impressive last year. Now, this year looks to be probably three main chances. Of course, political debate, sharp and smart, and she's a belter, numbers 4, 10 and 16. Is that the way you see it? um yeah this is close
0: close I think there's a good roughie here um look the the lead up last week you isn't usually the form that you'd be looking at you wouldn't you know you wouldn't think they'd come through that but political debate sort of had to to, to get ratings up uh, look he won but geez I thought sharp and smart had him covered late um extra 100 meters I, I the ride on Political Debate was just outstanding from J-Mac. He, he was getting cover. He realised he could pop three out with cover. He did that, got to the right part, and you know it was just perfect. And he, he's won by a lip. And I thought the other horse just had him covered late. So I, I sort of can't see Political Debate beating sharp and smart. I'm, I'm really starting to warm to She's a Belter the closer we get to the race. Um, the more I do that replay, the more I just think she was really really good uh, no reason she doesn't improve off it either uh, best last 400 200 of the race so you know a mile shouldn't should suit if anything uh, a really good gate for her this time uh, look so look I'm, I'm warming to her sharp and smart obviously and I think the the roughy is Brosnan um, if you look at the the form down south the two flops have been on heavy ground and the two really good runs um, have been on good ground at Flemington. Um, Three back, he was fourth, beaten 1.2 in a group two, over 1,400. And then last start, um, he won at Flemington over 1,400, sort of just sitting behind the speed and put himself a bit closer and and was really strong through the line. So I don't think there's any reason from seven, he doesn't sort of find a spot in the first three pairs, maybe four, and gets a really nice run. And I think he's over the odds around $18. $18. If you're getting around 20 bet fair near race time, I could nearly have something on him too. But um, yeah, not, not knocking political debate, but mm. for me, it's um, sort of 16 and 10, 10 and 16. Uh, and Brosnan clearly the best roughie for me.
1: Yeah, I'm with you actually. I do like She's a Belgian. I'm very keen actually. I thought that win in the size was uh, super impressive. Uh, Swiss Exile looked home and hose probably three lengths in front with 200 meters to go and then out of the pack down the outside came she's a belter and willie pike so the extra 200 meters and they did run that race quite solidly so the extra 200 meters is going to suit her based on that and look her first uh run up here in the uh the ken russell i think it was at the gold coast that was a very good uh very good performance because she was on the worst part of the track down near the inside and i thought she battled on well so she's better on on top of the ground uh, which she was last start and which she will be uh, this afternoon so i think she's the one to beat quite confident about that she's a belter the other two political debate and sharp and smart i, I too think uh, sharp and smart will take more benefit from that phoenix run than political debate will uh, you can never undersell chris waller though in these um, and j mac in these group ones up here during the winter but for me it's uh, it's sharp and smart to finish ahead of political debate but i'm quite keen on she's a belter number 16 so we're on a similar type page there gibbo and they're the two main features this afternoon there are plenty of other good races as we know and we'll go right back to the start race number one this afternoon is the nova 106.9 oxlade stakes over 1300 meters for the two-year-olds set weights listed race dollars. And i think plenty are going to warm to number 10 robusto here gibbo
0: yeah um I'm just wondering if I've overrated him. I sort of, I've, I've liked him each start up here. Uh, no, no big knock on the last run. You know, it's clearly the best form line coming into this. So, I mean, you've got to like that. But, you know, still beating four and a half. You know, not, not smashing the line by any means. But I do like a drop in grade. So, deserves to be right in the money and and probably start favourite. Um, compared to a few of these, like Bank Moore comes through, you know, a debut maiden win. Nice style down there, but, you know, 440 short enough, but down in Melbourne, uh, I thought that was good enough. Look, one that interests me is this Shakila from the Matt Dunstable, you know, $26, $31 sort of being bet. Uh, the troll on the synthetic was really good. Other than that, it's just been wet bog tracks. Um, and I know Clipperton's got a bit of a rap on the horse, and I, I just think he's far better than what we've seen. And he's one that can just come out. You, you see it all the time, Chris, don't you? Horses that have just mm-hmm. been on bog tracks, get to Eagle Farm. I, I think he's a quality horse that, that'll win nice races down the track. Whether this is too soon and it just hasn't worked out, that's fine. But at $26, $31, i am prepared to find out. I think he's far better than what we've seen. Shaquille, so I'll be having something each way it to start the day at big odds. Um, yeah, I think Robusto's probably uh, the hardest to beat in sort of a, a pretty shallow sort of race, really, very open.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I could uh, warm to to bank more. One start for a sale maiden win straight into a listed race. I think it might be, uh, and drawn gate, you know, a wide gate, put it that way. I think it might be under the odds here. Uh, look, I am with uh, with Robusto. Comes out of uh, much stronger races. Uh, fourth at the Gold Coast in the Ken Russell, which has been a very good form race behind Natuno. And then gave away too much start last time out in the sires behind She's a Belter. But it's only beaten 1.7 at the Goldie and 4.2 at Eagle Farm. Gate number two, Huey Bowman. She'll get every possible chance. So I'm with number 10, uh, Robusto. One there at a bit of odds, well worth throwing into your uh, exotics, is number 13, Minx Star. He's been running some nice races of late. Got a horror gate and we'll probably give them a start. But don't be surprised to see Minx Star for Brad Stewart and Chris Anderson running on at the right end of the race, she's a filly that's just caught my eye on a couple of occasions of late.
0: Oh, she was really good last prep as well. She just sort of, probably the thing for her is she'd probably just go back and get some confidence and beat up a few fields, but she's, she's actually always raced in good company and sort of, yeah,
1: she's never had that chance to sort of go through the grades, if you know what I mean. We'll look at race two before we go for a break. Race two is the radio tab, the Wayne Wilson, over 1,600 metres. We lose Oscar Zulu and Fender. At this stage, uh, I've gone for Kubrick here. Would you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) Ah dear. So they scratch Oscar Zulu and I don't learn and go with Kubrick. Someone needs to knock some sense into me. What do you
0: like? Well, it's another one of these races around this trip with no tempo. We said it last time with Big Boy Royal, go to the front one-out leader and get it his own way. And when he did, he's going to do the same here. Um, I just think Kerwin's Lane, I think Big Boy Royal kicked for home. He's one that they all have to run down. But Kerwin's Lane, form is okay on heavy ground and wet ground, but but I have no doubt at all he's a, he's a better horse on top of the ground. And you go through some of his old form... He's beaten some decent horses and been in some good races, and I just think this is really, really suitable for him, and um, he's the one I sort of want to be, and I think he'll be the one getting out after Big Boy Roy and, and, and just get him down late. So nothing big, but I'll be definitely having something Kerwin's lane, and I think Big Bad Roy's clearly the one they, they have to run down.
1: Yeah, tricky race. I won't be getting overly involved, but I said I'm with Kubrick. You just caught the eye last week. He was held up in the straight. And then he finished off quite nicely when he got into the clear late. I'm not sure the tempo is really going to suit him here, but he does get a rise in distance of 200 metres. The other one there, Scalopini, is certainly well up to winning a race such as this. And as you say, big boy Roy might get it all his own way in front once again. So it's a tricky race, race number two. We'll go for a break. We'll come back and have a look at the rest of the races on today's big card, Stradbroke Day at Eagle Farm.
0: Queensland Betfair Edge with Chris Nelson and Blair Gibson. For Betfair, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Crickets.
1: Just crickets this week, Gibbo. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Missing in action is uh, is Tommy Haylock. Got no idea where he is. You haven't been in touch with him, have you?
0: No, I have been, but he's given me nothing.
1: He's given me nothing. He did say that he wouldn't uh, be able to be on the show because he's flying somewhere. So whether that means he's flying in a plane or he's just flying in life, I don't really know. Yeah, but, um... yeah he's just flying in life. That's our Tommy. <laughs> Good luck to him. We'll catch up with... Uh, with Tommy next week Now Race to Bet Fair To find better odds On Formula 1 Play your way though And gamble responsibly Call 1-800-858-858 Should there be any issues there Gibbo let's look at race 3 The 4X Give me a lot of 4X Drunk out at Eagle Farm This afternoon Brisbane Cup Over 3,200 metres How good is it to see These two mile races oh, I thought you were going to
0: say Forex, yes, it is very good. Um and the thirty two hundred as well. It is, it is, it's it's, it's just good. an interest. You know, it's, it's not a great race, but it's it's just an interest of thirty two hundred. I love it. Um yeah, wow. Splendiferous will lead. Away from that, I don't know. <laughs> um but I look from that race Splendiferous one, um she was really good that day and she's been great. Uh, just wait why she's got the fifty six now, out to thirty two hundred just to, you know, I think she'll run a race, but I I find it very hard to find her holding out Sweet Thomas this time. Um, one and a half kilos better, Sweet Thomas meets her, and he was held up in the straight, and he is a genuine thirty-two hundred meter horse, a rising eleven-year-old, uh, <laughs> and we think he can win the feature. And I do. I just think dry track thirty-two hundred is him, and he's still, you know, the last start shows he's still in good form, um, and the run before that, before New Miriam, was good on an unsuitable wet ground. So, look, he's very hard to beat. He'll be a winning result for me, but um, I've got to be on through Irish eyes. The car, um, sort of Eustace smart combination, striking at like 25% the last six months. And, you know, this horse is just, by Tavistock, Adazar Purple, just bred to be a stayer. I only had the 12 starts, and in that time, you know, it was one of VRC St. Ledger, was third in Andrew Ramsden last start, beating three lengths in a in a brutally run race that day. Geez, they went hard, and it was a true staying contest. Jamie Carr on here, 53 kilos. I just think it ticks a lot of boxes as the horse with upside. Um, hasn't got a turn of foot, but, but over the 3,200, he'll just keep coming, and I think he's a bet for sure. He's my main bet. He's a decent bet, one of the better bets of the day for me through Irish eyes, but I, I just can't let Sweet Thomas go around a losing result for me, so... I'll have something there too.
1: Yeah, look, he was uh he was the best. Probably one of the best good things beaten I've seen in a long time, sweet Thomas there at Eagle Farm. I was watching the race live and I thought, what is this horse at the back? He just can't get he just can't <laughs> get around them, he can't get through them. And eventually he did get to the outside late and he made up a lot of ground over that last one hundred meters or so, he was beating a, a pimple on the line. Uh, he can turn the tables, there's no doubt on uh, on Splendiferous. I think it will be very, very hard to beat. Uh, but look, as you say, um, there's plenty of uh, good form around the around uh, through Irish. I'll get it right through Irish eyes. Uh, so I certainly respect that. But Sweet Thomas, for me, I will be uh, suggesting we back on an each way basis. Though, if we can get uh, we can get a couple of bucks the place to get our money back, should he be beaten, I think that's the way to go. Something the win, but probably a little bit more the place if we can get uh, a better price on Betfair, which I am sure we will. So each way, Sweet Thomas, for me. You like Sweet Thomas as a saver, but you're keen on through Irish eyes. Now, race number four this afternoon is the Channel 7 Gunsind Classic over the mile. Always a good race for the three-year-olds at Group 3 level. We miss a couple here. We miss Fine Point, who goes around in Sydney. I was super keen on this one,
0: Gibbo. Oh, I, I was too. I was I was looking for that other form line, and
1: gee, I'll tell you what,
0: the race in Sydney is no easier than this. No. Um, yeah, it was a bit, bit confusing for me, but now it's really confusing because... There is nothing between Kiss Some, Flying Crazy, Lock Eagle and Battleton. They all come through the same race. They're all good. They all had different excuses. or I, I don't know how we split them. And there's not much tempo and they're not really go-forward horses. It's it's just really messy. Um, and that's sort of why I like Fine Point. I thought it could have gone forward here. But, look, it's a slight lean Kiss Some because I think it'll sort of run the mile out better. But it's a mule out of the gates and it gets back and... That that's just sort of I – and mean, I think Flying Crazy is a, a really nice horse. I could have considered it in a strategy just the miles of query for me. So I'm probably going to have to stay out here. I, I can't steer people into having a bet because I just can't split the four of them. I think the best ride or luck in running will sort of be the difference.
1: Uh, on uh, Andrew Bensley's show on Thursday morning, I was going through the form of some of these races with Andrew, and uh, I did mention that I thought Flying Crazy was a definite risk at 1,600 metres. Next thing you know, Andrew's got uh, Kieran McAvoy on the phone telling him that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> needless to say, Kieran McAvoy didn't agree with me. And Kieran McAvoy's ridden a fair few more winners than I have. So I'm respecting that. But, yeah, I still have my doubts. I mean, one run over the trip failed, but it was on a heavy track. You've got to keep that in mind. And I don't really think was all that strong uh, to the line last start. So I've just got my query about flying crazy. I'm with you. I found it tough. Uh, I might have a few dollars each way, Ashgrove here, dropping back in distance. This is a, a classic Gollan set up here. I uh, didn't quite run the 2100 last time or the uh, the sharp increase in trip was too much. We'll give it a bit of an ease up, put Maloney on from a good gate back to the uh, 1600 metres. Wouldn't be surprised to see Ashgrove run a race here at, uh, at Big Odds. So maybe something each way in what is a very tough race. Race number four. Race five, the maker's mark, Hinkler handicap over 1200 metres, Gibbo
0: yeah um, I'm not sure here, Chris it's I, I, I was really keen tycoonist um, just the map is the is the little query for me but he's got the ability to to sort of push forward Huey will will find a spot with cover I'm just not sure what leads I, I'm sure ranges from seven is positive I'm hoping it might be able to sit outside leader because Tycoonist can just jump straight on its back from gate eight and, and probably box seat. That would be ideal one out, one back. Um, but, yeah, just that speed, map worries me a little bit. But Ty is a bet for me. Uh, around that $5, I thought he was... There was two unlucky runs in the BRC sprint. It was yep. Vinko, who's since come out and bolted in. Yep. And this also, I think, probably should have won it, to be honest. he just run up the back at 150 and, and lost all momentum. Um, some of the horses that beat him home there are, are right in the money in a market in a Stradbroke, so... Just has to carry the 59 for me uh, to be winning. I am a, uh, a big fan of Ranch Hand, but I just think he's short enough at 370 um, back to 1,200. He's got a bit of class about him. And away from that, I think Mass Destruction's a blowout chance for sure, yeah. and, and Rangers is a chance as well. Blondo was enormous last start, but he's going to probably get back to last here on a slow tempo. That That's my query with him. But um, yeah, Ty is a bet for me. Yeah,
1: I, I like him. I just sort of rather
0: the $8 they went up on Wednesday.
1: Mass destruction back on top of the ground. Massive plus there. Uh, A horse that needs that dry ground and still going okay on wet ground. Tycoon is for me. If he had gone around in the Stradbroke, I would have given him a really good chance. I'd have him in my top four. He was a very uh, unlucky beat last time out. And this is an easier race, obviously. And he still finished off well sectionally. And he really wasn't pushed out because he didn't have a lot of room. So Tycoonist, for me, I respect Blondo, but as you say, we'll get back from the wide gate, and that's the pattern anyway uh, with this horse. So we're on the same page there. We're both uh, aboard Tycoonist in the Hinkler Handicap race number five. That's horse number one. Race number six, the Sky Racing, the Q22, one of the other features of the day, a group two weight for age race, $1.2 million, over 2,200 metres, Gibbo. Hwetor,
0: got it right this week, Chris. Wet or? Look, really good, deserves to be favorite, no knock. Uh, it goes in everything for me. But uh, yeah, I think this is a little bit better than last time and I th- a little bit better race. Um, I think Annabelle Nisham's two are both really good chances. Jesus, hopeful, I was really surprised. Market went up and was sort of six out to eight uh, when they went up and I, I'm not sure why. I, I like the form, I've done the replays back in France and, and a couple of them were really good runs over there. Um, got to listed level. And then first up, Hawkesbury was in a Group 3, run second to Kerwin's Lane, was sort of sideways halfway down the straight. I think it just needed the run. Second up, went to Rose Hill uh, in a listed race, uh, 2,000 metres, and run the 8th best last 200 of the meeting uh, in a 2,000 metre race and just savage the line there. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what, if it makes the improvement it did from first up to second up, again here, third up, it can win, no doubt in the world, I think it can win. So I've actually got hopeful on top of Wethaw. Um I think the chosen one was good, sort of just held up at the top of the straight and I thought was more than good enough uh, last start in the and Cup. And I think he he can win without surprising And then behind them, I think Numerian was one that I I missed when I first did the form. The more I look at it, you know, I think that form beat home, great house, who then run good again. So Numerian may be next. But, um, yeah, Hopeful on top of Wetor, and then the chosen one for me.
1: Interesting, Hopeful's had uh, 15 starts for six wins and five placings, one run. One of those runs has been on a good track uh, overseas, obviously. So, uh, I don't know, good soft track form and heavy track form. Will Hopeful handle Eagle Farm? We will find out this afternoon. On with number three, Hueto Made very good improvement uh, between the Hollandale and the Dubin Cup. Obviously, that step up in distance helped, as uh, probably did uh, the firmer footing here at Eagle Farm. But I just thought the Hollandale run was very even. I wasn't carried away at all. So I was surprised to see him race so well in the Dubin Cup. But hey, Kieran McAvoy did say uh, pre-carnival that this is the horse that he thought would be able to give him a Group 1. And you know what? He was spot on. Let's hope he's not so spot on when it comes to flying crazy in that earlier race. But I am with Hueto uh, here. I think he can win again. He only needs to make a similar improvement or, or run the same, and he'll be uh, taking care of these. So number three on top for me, Hueto. And you are going with number eleven, Hopeful. We've done races seven and eight. Let's round it out with the Dane Ripper, race number nine this afternoon, the Magic Millions Dane Ripper Stakes, thirteen hundred meters, fillies and mares, Group Two. Always a really good race, Gibbo.
0: It is a really good race, and. I just think Najmati, it might. she's always shown exceptional ability, a great turn of foot. Maybe it's all just coming together for her. Um, first up at Corfield was just a dominant win, just a super turn of foot. And then at Eagle Farm, last start, she, she got back to an awkward spot, spotted them a long way, and she, she's run 11 flat, The clearly the fastest last 200 of the entire meeting in a group one day. I think she's just airborne. And, and from gate six here, I think Barry can actually land in front of, you know, five, six, maybe seven runners without using any petrol. And then from there, I think he just needs a bit of luck, get on the back of the right horse at the right time. And I mean, she just has to turn up how she did the other day to be winning again uh, away from her. I thought Evangelic was way over the odds, probably needs a run and will be better next time for a grand final sort of target. But I think Vangelic's over the odds. Written Beauty's going very well, but the gate, you know, is probably going to have to come from behind Najmati and, and it's hard to see it running over the top. Salatine, very good last start. And April Rain's the wrong price. Can sort of run into exotics if you're doing it. But um, yeah, I've got Najmati as my best for the day.
1: Tell you what, Kiba, you're getting good odds. If you you can find one here that's not, uh, that doesn't have the name Najmati, then you're going to do very well odds-wise <laughs> because it's the favourite and there's a long gap to anything else. Obviously, she was very impressive here last time out, but I've gone back through her form, and, and I just find that she runs her best races when she's really fresh. Obviously, when she's on good ground, it helps, but when she's really fresh, she runs well. She's only two weeks between runs, so that's my slight query. Uh, I'm not knocking her any way, shape, or form, though, what we saw last start. That was super, but I'm going to have something each way, number six, Salatine. I don't think has ever run a bad race uh, since joining the Tony Gollins stable. Gate 12, will get back, be able to get to the outside and run home strongly, so each way... I'll go with number six, Salatine. That's all nine races covered at Eagle Farm today on Stradbroke Day. We'll come back after the break and we'll wrap up with best bets, lays and all the rest. The Queensland Betfair Edge with Chris Nelson and Blair Gibson.
0: For Betfair, gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858.
1: It's time to look at our best bets this afternoon at Eagle Farm on Stradbroke Day. Before we do that, though, let me just read this, and that is the Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. It's heating up, all right. Find better odds at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858 and it doesn't get any hotter than today at Eagle Farm, Gibbo. It doesn't?
0: And did we have a little question from uh, one of our great listeners, Sputter? Did we? did we? Are we going to touch on that?
1: Uh, we did, but I don't know what the answer is. But I'll ask you, because you're the expert. I'll read this question out. Sputter, who's our number one listener,
0: Feel free to send stuff in, punters. Exactly.
1: We love to answer questions. We do. If we don't know the answer, we just won't read it out at all. (laughs) Yeah, correct. Can you shed any light on the gear change of visors on for laws of indices for today at Eagle Farm? Gibbo?
0: Yeah, well, for those, obviously, people know what blinkers are, um, cups on the side of the eyes. The visors are exactly the same, but they've got a little slot either side to actually allow horses to see out just a little slit in the side. And that just stops them from panicking if if they can't see other runners. So it's just a bit of um, – gives the horse that bit of confidence that another horse is there, but the, it's still got that sort of blinker cup to keep them focused. So it's very similar to blinkers, but uh, probably not as harsh, if you know what I mean. It can sort of see the other horses to give it that bit of confidence.
1: And I'm thinking that Sparta probably had no interest in even thinking twice about why Laws of Industries was wearing – uh, was wearing visors until he bought the horse in the Calcutta on Thursday night. Everything about the horse, he's probably about to Annabelle Bellnichem. See how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Good luck to you, Spatter. I hope uh, Laws of Industries wins for you. Uh, best bets today, Gibbo.
0: Uh, best bets, race nine, number 15, Najmati just needs to turn up in, in the same form that she did last start at Eagle Farm, and I think she can beat these. And race three, number six, through Irish Eyes. I just, I'm just i sure it runs really well. I could make um, Sweet Thomas a winning result as well, but I think through Irish Eyes
1: runs extremely well. On a tough day, my best is race seven, number 16, Shiza Belter. I think the 1,600 metres of the JJ is just absolutely perfect for her. And I think she's just starting to get serious. She's obviously a good filly. She looked great uh, winning those races over in the West. Um, she failed first up, but I don't think that was a failure at all. She ran third on a, on a wet track. So nothing wrong with that. And she really hit her straps last time. And she can go on with it here. As for another one, look, there's quite a few there I, I like. Um, uh, look, I'll go with Sweet Thomas. As I said, I, I'll watch a lot of videos. I like uh what my eye tells me, and my eye tells me that was a good thing beaten, and I can make amends. The two wins over thirty two hundred meters certainly help. Race three, number four, sweet Thomas Gibbo around the grounds, the Gold Coast this afternoon. Haven't been yet. Yeah. I know we raced there last week, but gee, we haven't raced very often at the Gold Coast with all the rain that we had.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's still a little damp too. But um, there's a few there. It just depends what they start. They can have heavy support um, race day. So just what they turn up. But race four. Little Mix will run well. Uh, just a genuine wet tracker who who will get through anything they throw at it. Race six Platinum Euros is a horse I've always liked. Always had a little issues, but um, form's been good this time. This is a perfect race. Uh, and race seven Carlos for the Waller Camp I think can also be very hard to
1: beat. All right, I just want to repeat those name, race four, race a Little Mix. Yep,
0: race four, Little Mix. Race six Platinum Euros. Race seven Carlos. Time for
1: a lay of the day. Sale, nah, never a chance. Then he came super giant. He'll never win. <laughs> and he hasn't since. And he, I uh, think uh, David's 100% right there. He never will win. He never will. No. As for Sale, I'm sure he'll turn up at Rocky next. Yeah, bolt him. <laughs> All right, lay of the day. Uh, I'm going to go race three,
0: number three, Irish sequel. Just not favourite. I think it's second favourite, but I'm just surprised that it's so short in the market, I think it sort of will continue to drift. Just a little, oh, a big query at 3,200 for me and the form that it sort of brings.
1: I'm going head-to-head with Karen McAvoy. (laughs) 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 Am I asking for trouble or what? I still don't (laughs) think that Flying Crazy can run 1,600 metres as strongly as some of these others in this race. So, uh, Kieran, it's on. Race four, number two, Flying Crazy, is my lay of the day and is currently currently favourite, Gibbo. So there we go. Black Bookers. Now, we had a really good meeting last week, of course, and we'll see a lot of the, uh, the horses that ran last week in the next few weeks at Eagle Farm and Ipswich and the Sunshine Coast. There's plenty more carnival to come. What caught your eye last week, Gibbo?
0: Yeah, one that I didn't have written down here, that uh, last race at the midweek, Simba mm. for uh, Sterling, Alexio and uh, Gerald Ryan. Uh, it'll win the Sunny Coast Guineas. Declaring it like, now? Oh, geez, it's, you know, that was a midweek race and all that, whatever you like. But as you said, Chris, you watch a lot of videos, you just believe your eye sometimes. I just think this horse is uh, airborne at the right time. I think uh, that's the perfect race for it. Uh, Another one of their horses, Oceanic Flash, from the first last week. Just the way they run, they come out the middle of the track there. It was wide, sort of, you know, there was a question, would it need the run and be better over further? Well, the answer was yes, after the race. But, um. Just the way the race was run didn't pan out. So I just think Oceanic Flash out over further ground next time can win. Shooting for gold, I I didn't like in that race. My goodness, it was good. Um, Tell me about it. It was outstanding in the 1200 race. It's just got that pattern of getting back. Sort of ticked the 1200 box for me. I I know it's run 1200 before, but I I just always rather it over 1,000, 1100. But. Jesus has got a nice turn of foot, so it'll win a race shooting for gold. I'd be going to a race now that it's ticked that sort of 1,200, oh, Geez, a race like the you would be good at Grafton. Yeah. Um it'd go close there. Um RT, another one that not that I got wrong, I just it just keeps jumping. You just don't see them jumping grade what it's done this prep and not be a very good horse. So I'm, I don't know what they do with it now, but I'm really excited to see what it does next prep. RT. Uncommon James from the Trials, um, highly promising. We haven't seen it for nearly a year, and the trial was was brilliant. So follow it. Argyle Pink from the trials, one of Gollins, a grey horse that uh, I've liked all along. That I'm a bit surprised it's still a maiden, but it won't be for long. It'll probably win first up. Um, and a couple from the Gold Coast trials, last week and a bit ago now. Manhood, horse I've always liked. Uh, Ex Costa now with Nisham. Just a really soft trial. He's got a lot of upside. This horse, Manhood, um, and Catwalk Criminal, I thought was really good late in the day in the in the trials there. Um, so follow it. Plenty there, Chris. Plenty there. I hope people had the pen out. I've
1: got no ink left in my pen.
0: <laughs> well, at least these go up. The podcast goes up, so people can at least go yeah. back and and rewind later. No, that's in the great.
1: That's what we want. Now, mine are race three last week. Chase and Artie out of the Phoenix. I thought was a really good run. Should have finished in the placings. Struck some trouble in the straight. Les Kelly trains. Maybe an eighteen hundred meter race coming up for it. Bezique I thought was huge in the Bill Carter. Up on speed, did a great job. But gone for a break. We'll see her. In the summer, in the late later in the year. So keep an eye on her. So they are my two from this week. There's no room for any others. You've just covered they, all the black And they were know.
0: and they were my twenty-two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day at Stradbroke Day. Uh, hope you back plenty of winners to everybody out there. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great weekend. Happy Stradbroke.